0: I felt as though I was just in this battle with myself to survive and not die and I had those thoughts almost daily which meant when I did leave uni and I did go into my career and and start to then you know try and build a corporate career I I was just embarrassed and, and lacking confidence so I kept it a secret and didn't tell anybody. You know, it's ironic that that we think if we just keep going and helping everyone else, that's the right thing. Whereas actually, you know, the irony is if we step up and take better care of ourselves, we actually will help
1: things to run smoother and better for the rest of our loved ones. Have you ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? It's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley, and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the Power of Storytelling podcast. Well, hello there. It's great to have you with us today on the podcast. And I'm really excited about today's guest because we're going to be talking about how to transform your health. It's very easy, isn't it, to get stuck in a bit of a rut and what becomes a one-day habit, for want of a word, suddenly becomes a much bigger thing and that cumulative effect can become much bigger. So I am joined today by Transformational Health Coach for Women, Nicola Mercer. Welcome to the podcast, Nicola. It's great to have you with us. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks, Nicola. Now, I'm guessing you didn't leave school, leave university, whichever path you went down, and then suddenly go, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help transform women's lives, make sure that they're as healthy as possible. I'm guessing there's a story behind it. Tell us about it. There is, yes. And if you'd told me 25
0: years ago that I'd be helping women to live healthier lives, I would have laughed in your face because I was what I would describe as very unhealthy. I started to struggle with anxiety and panic attacks when I was 19 years old. I'd spent the summer as an au pair in the US. I was 19 at university, about to go into my second year, and just really struggled with a lot of self-acceptance about who I was. I think I'd always had that for different reasons as a child. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, so I had to stay at home when I went to university, whereas all of my friends went out and started to get real jobs, you know, dating and buying cars. I was at uni working in a bar and working in a cleaning job as well to get money so I just felt like I was different to begin with and then going off traveling for the summer and coming back having put on quite a bit of weight and being pushed back into that uni life just did something to me and and triggered my very first panic attack which you know back in 1995 when this happened was something I had no knowledge about. I didn't know what was happening and I honestly thought I was going to die. And I think my parents thought I was going to die because it was so extreme. And we had a doctor called out to the house. This began a pattern of the panic and anxiety and visits to the doctor and really believing that there was something deeply wrong with me physically because I'm a very logical person. And to me, these symptoms and things that were happening must have meant there was something behind it, you know, there was something inside of my body not working right, causing me to have what I thought were these, you know, flutters of my heart, my breathing about to stop, these full body sensations and and just that, that fear, this feeling in my head that I was going to stop
1: breathing. And on that note, I mean, this went on for a long amount of time. It wasn't just a case that it was a period of time and then that was it. This went on for a matter of 12 years and through that as well. And I can hear how difficult that was for you to try and cope. But through that as well, you actually kept a lot of what you were going through to yourself, didn't you? Yeah, because I was really ashamed.
0: I honestly thought there was something like abnormally wrong because when they couldn't find anything physically wrong, like a brain tumor or something with my heart, which is what I think it was, then I just thought I'm a freak. I'm flawed. And I was really embarrassed about what was happening. You know, when, when it first happened and friends found out, a lot of them laughed and they did so, you know, when they found out about other attacks because they didn't understand, you know, we didn't have that awareness of mental health and the vast array of things that ill mental health can result in that we do today you know and even today people struggle with that and and have a lot of stigma around it so yeah it was tough and for those kind of 12 13 years before i had a diagnosis I felt as though I was just in this battle with myself to survive and not die. And I had those thoughts almost daily, which meant when I did leave uni and I did go into my career and, and start to then, you know, try and build a corporate career, I, I was just embarrassed and, and lacking confidence. So I kept it a secret and didn't tell anybody at
1: work about it at all. And and I think looking back, that actually made it worse. That's really hard as well, because you're taking on so much. So your body is reacting in a certain way. You must have been absolutely petrified because anyone would be if you've got all of these symptoms and these things happening to you, but you don't understand it. The doctors don't understand it. In 1995, when that first started for you, there wasn't the talk and the realization of how important our mental health is there isn't the realization back then as well what a big part the gut actually plays and your diet and what that plays into your mental well-being as well how did you get through that time how how did you manage to mask that in the way that you That you did because I can't even imagine how difficult that must have been. I tried lots of things.
0: If I'm honest, I was desperate, and I, I, you know, again, there was no wellness phrasing and term out there or industry even. But I turned to books. I tried hypnosis. I went to spiritual church, what is now Reiki, but I didn't know it was Reiki back then. You know, trying to be healed. Honestly, I tried so many different things. All kind of under a cloak of darkness, if you like, without telling people why, but trying to find something that would just give me this magic cure. And again, because of how my logic worked, I wanted to fix, I believed that there had to be something, you know, I'd go to the doctors a lot and I tried medication as well. I tried different antidepressants, um, which didn't really work and often had a lot of side effects. And um, I tried when I was employed at Nike, you know, put on different training courses to use what they were telling you to do in normal presentations or building confidence to help me with the things I knew were wrong with me, thinking, oh, maybe... This can help, you know, if I use this technique, then maybe that's going to finally help me to stay calm and be able to go into meetings and not feel as though I'm going to stop breathing. So without realising, I was actually on this path of discovery about wellness and health. And that's been part of what's led me to where I am now because I was building all of this knowledge. Nothing was working. And I was very much stuck in fight or flight, you know, trying to fix myself often by thinking about weight you know I struggled with my weight and so I lacked a lot of self-worth and self-love because of the size and shape that I was so I would just focus on diets and trying to lose weight and think if I lose weight and I like myself maybe this will happen less so it was just you know very scrappy and very desperate and and very hard as you say it was really tough and I didn't ever understand or appreciate the toll it was taking on both my physical and mental health from what I was going through.
1: And when you stepped into a corporate career, because I th- I think this is incredible that you managed to mask it whilst you were working as well. So you've gone into a corporate career. Um, tell us a little bit about the moment where everything changed? I had recently lost my mum just before
0: Covid quite suddenly Um, she'd had a lot of ill health which is part of my story as well and journey of of what then led on from from this big event in 21 and I was in a difficult place because I'd realised that even sitting at home in this little home office where I am now you know, wear my slippers with my daughter homeschooling in the next room on a screen with nobody else in the room. I was still having those panic attacks, feeling like I was going to die. It was still so hard. And I realised I couldn't go back to how it was pre-COVID, but I didn't know what I was going to do. And then redundancy was spoken about. Nike were going through a huge global restructure. And in the UK, it was going to mean the loss of a lot of jobs in the wholesale part of the business, which I was a part of. And at first I was, you know, like, Oh my God, this can't happen. I'm the main earner. We, we couldn't have even paid our standard bills on my husband's wage. So it was it was very scary. But then there were sparks already lit inside of me because of the loss of my mom, because of COVID, like a lot of people reflecting on life and the fragility of life and your health. And I had quite a big accident at, at the end of um, 2020 during COVID, broke my wrist and had a metal plate put in. And there was just this little voice there saying, what if this is meant to be? what if this is your get out of jail free card? Now, it wasn't get out of jail free because I needed money and an income, but it was like, this might be it because then you don't have to go back to this pre-COVID world and be with real people in these big meetings and conferences and being put you know, under pressure to have to speak, open, present and so on. And it all happened very quickly and and it was a very difficult time because I, I did love being part of Nike and I loved the team and we hadn't, been with each other, you know, for a while since the lockdown had started. Um, but yeah, once once it was final, which happened, as I say, really fast within a matter of weeks, and I knew that I was leaving less than two weeks later, there was just this little spark. And I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I always say I had no plan B, but there was something there that triggered something inside of me that said, this is it, you're f- just coming up to 45, look how your life has been do you want to end up like your mom? And I hate saying that because I love my mom so much, but a lot of her challenges were lifestyle related. So yeah, that was the beginning of what if, what what's next, what could be. And the first thing I did was invest in myself to go on a program with some fabulous coaches to work on imposter syndrome and self-doubt because I knew that if I was going to apply for a job, I needed to get confident because of how I felt. But that led to a very different path than
1: going back into employment. I think, I mean, you've covered so much ground there in terms of obviously losing your mum and how that became a big wake-up call to you as well. And also, I think whether we have the loss of a loved one or any form of loss, it does make you think about things. Is this what I want from life? is this it? And that big question, is this it in neon flashing above our heads? It's that, hmm. Now, whether you believe this or not, I think that when you are struggling and you're saying, I don't know how much more of this that I can do, eventually the universe intervenes at that point. And I think that's what happened with you as well when you're kind of like, right, okay, so redundancies happened. I've got that. Now what? Did you then just go, right, that's it? Did you just think, right, I know health, transformational health coaching is what I want to do? How it started was that I had
0: a bit of a a conversation with someone I used to work with about what, what skills do you have? What are you good at? What is it you like doing that you do at Nike? What is it that you would like to continue doing in the next chapter of your life? And what is it you actually want for yourself? And thinking of those things didn't come up with an answer straight away, but did get me to realize that I I love to help other people with their health. I was actually doing that with friends and colleagues. I'd, over the, the few years leading up to the redundancy I had started to shift my habits and move away from focusing on that number on the scales like a lot of women do to working out because I realized through some change I'd made how powerful it was to my mental health so I'd started to feel a bit better and I was helping a lot of people with their diet and exercise so I thought okay what could I do that means I still get to do that stuff. And I'm really good at leading teams and managing people and mentoring. I love that side of things. And so I thought, to be honest, that I was going to have to do a mix of things, maybe get a part-time job, maybe do a bit of life coaching because I didn't know this online entrepreneurial world existed. You know, I'd been, been locked away in the the business world that I thought was the real business world. Yeah, it was a gradual thing. So I actually started off doing some skincare stuff and thought, maybe I'll qualify as a personal trainer because I loved exercise and it had changed my life. And so I started that course and I actually bought a holiday home as well, a little caravan on the Northumberland coast, not far from where I live. Thought I'm going to be an Airbnb host and I'm going to be a life coach. and I'm going to be a PT and I'm going to maybe get a little part-time job doing something. And so I had no grand plan or ambition, to be honest to be a business owner and it was through the coaches I was working with who shared Lisa Johnson's Raise to Recurring Revenue challenge and I went on that challenge and on the very first day that was it I had a light bulb moment and thought I can see how this could come together and I still didn't have the pieces completely aligned but I could just see that actually maybe coaching was something that I could monetize and it took you know a few months of of then joining her one to many program and getting stuck into learning a lot more online to see what could be as a business so yeah, it was gradual, but I think I'd ultimately got to a place where I'd seen the benefit of healthy habits for me. Although I wasn't a hundred percent transformed at, at that initial point. That happened very quickly once I was out of that corporate job and environment. And I realized it was that misalignment and pressure it had put on me that it, it held me back from being able to,
1: to, you know, do that extra inner work. You have been on such a transformation yourself now. That you are where you are. Are the panic attacks and the anxiety, is it more under control? And I know that it's always an underlying thing, but are they more under control than, than previously? They are in a much, much more manageable
0: place. You know, I'd, I'd spent a long time trying to help ease my symptoms. So I did have tools to support that, but they were still quite frequent, you know, while I was, in corporate and pre-COVID so the work that I've done since then has really helped me to shift even more towards being in this much you know more balanced state of mind and body because that was the piece that I'd missed all along was the mind-body connection I was trying to just fix the anxiety and panic attacks believing it was something inherently mentally wrong with me but not knowing what was going on physically, that was a part of those attacks. And so the work that I've done in the last three years has meant that I'm now in a much healthier place. I think it will always be a part of who I am, but it's not something that interferes with my life and certainly not with my health, which is is incredible because I didn't even dream of feeling the way I feel now. I dreamt of just not thinking about dying every day. That's what I wanted. Whereas now I'm thriving and I didn't ever expect to be able to to achieve that and live this way.
1: I love that. I love the fact that you have found that, way to be able to get through this and to feel that way, that you can actually thrive and you can live your best life at the same time. Now, you you mentioned that you were all about helping others. You're now helping other women that might be struggling with parts of their wellness, well-being as they're going through. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so what I've learned, and
0: and I learned this from my journey as well as the work I used to do at Nike, is that when you take control of your health and you put in place sustainable habits that become a part of who you are, that really empowers you and that builds your self-worth. Because what is more valuable to you than you showing yourself yourself you matter. You know, and and we know as women, we generally live very, very busy lives. We can be very critical of ourselves. We have very high expectations. We care for everyone else. And we're probably not even on that very long to-do list. But when you pause and get clear about what you need to be able to live the life you want, because when your cup is full or you put your oxygen mask on, you know, all of those analogies we're used to hearing, you're actually going to make things better for everybody else. You know, it's ironic that that we think if we just keep going and helping everyone else, that's the right thing. Whereas actually, you know, the irony is if we step up and take better care of ourselves, we actually will help things to run smoother and better for the rest of our loved ones and so on. So yeah, help women to build those new habits that they want to feel self. Worth and self-belief because we're all here just once you know we get one shot at it and we don't want to get to the end of our life and have those regrets looking back so I want women to be really empowered to know that taking care of your health isn't selfish it's actually very selfless and it's something that's going to help you to live that life you want but show others and ultimately that's my vision is you know, helping women to build healthy habits will normalize living that way so that our kids grow up seeing that because we are at huge risks of ill health. And unfortunately for our kids, you know, there's a lot of, lot of, you know, news out there about their lifespan being reduced and the risk factors for their health because of how culturally we live. So we, we need as women to step up and show them that change because we have the power to make that happen. Yes,
1: absolutely. A hundred percent. You were talking about habits and of course, habits are formed by consistency and consistently doing certain things that are going to set you on the right path. And I love doing things consistently. And that's part of the reason that I do my walk and learns. And they're non-negotiable that I put them in every single day and go out with PR dog. And we're out there for like an hour, hour and a half on our walks. And I'm listening to audiobooks or I'm listening to other podcasts, because learning is obviously like that's helping expand my mind. But also the walking, it's getting into that habit, but it is finding those habits that you can stick to that you can make non negotiable that makes all the difference.
0: Yeah absolutely and where a lot of people come from when they try to form new habits and and what leads to usually failure is that you're coming from a place of like negativity and deprivation you're like I must do that I need to stop doing that and you expect that to lead to a new habit whereas the approach that I take is about helping you to know what you want to feel like and why that matters to you and then finding those habits that help you to become that person. And that's what happened to me was when I stopped trying to hit a number on the scales, you know, by depriving myself with the food that I ate, forcing myself really as punishment to go to the gym or work out and think that that was going to lead to happiness but never did and never achieved You know, any of those positive goals, those kinds of behaviors could lead to. And I switched that to instead being about someone who actually could feel calmer, control those anxiety and panic attacks, and just learn to like themselves. That was then the game changer because I became a person who loved working out, who loved moving my body, didn't feel guilty if I missed it, didn't feel guilty if I had a pizza. Because I was intentional about the choices and generally was making, you know, much healthier, helpful habit choices. So, yeah, habits are everything. They're your superpower. You know, we do so much from our habits and it can be really difficult for people. But the mindset piece is a huge part of what I do to help people create the right habits for them that just become a part of their identity and who they are.
1: I love that. I think it's so powerful. And there is, there's so much to that. And we could be talking for a lot longer, I'm sure. Um, Nicola, if someone wants to find you and to understand how you might be able to help them. Where can they connect with you? So I love to hang
0: out on Instagram. I'm always shown stories and, you know, behind the scenes of my own healthy habits. So you can connect with me there, life now underscore coaching. And I'm also on LinkedIn a lot as well as Nicola Mercer. And I have my own podcast, live healthy now. So if you are looking to create those new habits, lots of inspiration there for all kinds of things to really open up what health is, because that's a big part of it, isn't it? People think just of your diet or exercise when it comes to health, but we know there's so much more to it than that.
1: There absolutely is. And if you are thinking, well, hang on a second, I want to get my story out there in a bigger way so that I can reach more people, transform other people's lives through what it is that I do, why don't you take our free quiz, -quiz pr-quiz.com and see whether or not you are ready to get started with Until next time on the podcast, I'll see you then.